0: Hi friends, welcome to the Daily Bible Project podcast. We're in episode 216, which is part 147 of season two of this amazing journey together through the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. If you've just arrived here today for the first time, I'd like to recommend that if you want to join in this amazing 10-year journey through the whole Bible, why not drop back to episode one, and pick up the whole series from the very beginning. But at this point today we've reached the end of Genesis chapter 18 and I'd like to just do a bit of a summary and try look at some of the conclusions of what I think this passage is trying to teach us. So the sum of this passage is simply this. When God told Abraham he was about to judge the wicked, Abraham interceded on behalf of those people. He interceded with God asking him to judge fairly and in a sense basically say do not destroy the righteous people alongside the wicked. And that's the sum of what's going on in this passage. It all has to do with God not choosing to judge the righteous alongside the wicked. God will be seen to judge the wicked but he will not judge the righteous as if they are the wicked. In other words he won't pull them down alongside them. And Abraham intercedes on behalf of those people for God to do this, which is probably exactly what God wanted Abraham to do all along. Anyway, let's talk about a couple of things. Now, some have suggested this whole chapter exists to illustrate the progression of Abraham's relationship with the Lord. So I'll just outline what that is for a minute, because I think there's an important point to understand and know what's going on here. You see, what we see here is what normally happens with someone as they develop a relationship with God. Indeed, it also, as a matter of fact, is what happens when we develop a close friendship relationship with another person as well. Way back in the beginning of chapter 18, verse 1, we saw God appear to Abraham and then reveal himself to Abraham. And that's how this whole narrative started. Abraham is seen to welcome God's revelation and the fellowship between them that results from that to the point where the Lord literally sits down and has a meal and fellowships with him. And as a result of that time together, Abraham gets further revelation and a greater understanding of the will of God. And that's the big picture here. And that's the way these things always works when it comes to fellowship with God. When you're a friend of God, you know what? He'll tell you what he wants to do. And as that relationship develops, he'll give you more and more revelation of what his will is for you and your life. And that revelation of his plan and purpose should inspire and motivate you to get out there and do more in his service. Now, I think that understanding this principle may explain why some people who are Christians or who say they're Christians don't seem to know the Lord and don't seem to know what the will of God is within their life. And it's simply this. They're not spending enough time in his company. They don't read their Bible. They don't pray to the Lord, spend time of fellowship with him, and they don't therefore know what his will is and they can't get out there and do it. Abraham's response to being exposed to God's potential judgment on his fellow human beings is to intercede on their behalf. So, God's judgment, God's plan and purpose in this situation was revealed to Abraham, and he responds to that in such a way that God, in fact, by increment, reveals more and more truth to him. And he ends up being an intercessor on behalf of his fellow human beings. Now, isn't that an interesting progression that Abraham's gone through? But I'd like to make another observation on this chapter, something that I think sometimes gets overlooked. Yes, it's true, God will ultimately judge, but he will remove the righteous from that situation of judgment. So the question that that raises and some ask is, well, if that's the case, why doesn't God judge the UK or America or wherever it is you happen to live today when you look around and see the terrible state that things are in? If God judged Sodom in that day why isn't he judging the world today? Now I think there are many kinds of answers that can be given to that but the primary one is to recognize it's not the will of God that any should perish but that all should come to repentance, that all should be come in before the judgment comes. According to Peter, Writing in his second letter in chapter 3, Peter said God is patiently waiting for all people to come to Christ. So that's a big part of the answer here. God is tarrying. He's waiting to allow people to find him and to return to him. That's on one hand but the other hand God is giving plenty of time not only for people to turn to him but also for the church worldwide to intercede and intervene. The church is called on a practical level to bring justice, truth, compassion to the people in his names and in many ways and therefore be a testimony to him. Hundreds and thousands of Christian organizations around the world are standing in the gap and trying to stem the tide of unrighteousness that is sweeping across the world who knows how many organizations there are just in this town in which i live in the uk there are organizations that help fight abuse alcoholism addiction bring help and support to people with mental health problems to anybody who's struggling and also bring aid worldwide and all these organizations have their plan and their purpose and their place within the will of god But beloved, never forget that intercessory prayer is the main way that God still saves and wins people to Jesus Christ, alongside explaining the word of God to them in such a way as people know the gospel and discipling them so they can know his plans and his purposes in their life. And the church does that by explaining the the word of God. And that's what I try and do in my very small way with these podcasts. But there's another issue. I don't doubt that these organisations are needed and are helpful in reducing the effect of evil practices and their spread wherever we find them. But you know what? If we wiped out all these issues in the world, we got rid of all these problems and people still didn't know who Jesus Christ really was, we would still have a problem. Because until people come to faith in Jesus Christ and walk in the truth of the world, things can never be right for them individually. So, we are called to pray that people come to know the Lord. And then we are to pray that they continue to get to know Him better. And they continue to get to know Him better by spending time in His company and studying His Word. And we should be helping facilitate people do that. It's interesting to me that we have a revival in the Word of God all around the world at the moment, everywhere perhaps except in north america and western europe so very simply friends i want to leave us with this thought: the greatest thing a believer can do for his fellow citizens today is to win people to jesus christ and to teach them the word of god and i believe that friends from the depths of my very soul that's it friends i'll see you here back next time when we launch off on a new chapter together beginning to look at chapter 19. A very quick reminder that there's always a transcript version of anything I've said in these podcasts, and you'll find it in any audio version of the website. And if you're watching it in a video version, there should be a link through to the audio version in the episode notes. But that's it for today. Thank you for joining me in the Daily Bible Project podcast, and I'll see you right back here again very soon. Bye-bye for now.